Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Okay. I think I tested the backup, backup, backup computer yesterday, and it seemed to work better. That's good. I haven't ordered a new one yet. I got to do that. But uh, Monday's editing, it was took me four hours. Really? Yeah, the sound was just crappy all the way around. Everything was crappy. I got it the best I could. So I apologize to the auditors listening right now about the sound on Monday. But you're lucky you had a show. I actually almost got to the point where I said, well, we're just not going to put out a show today. It was that bad. But I think I got it figured out. At least the temporary figured out. So what are we going to talk about today? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Let me see. Let me get the show notes. Um, I, I don't have a ton. Um, well, I'm here to save the day. Save the day, please. I thought I'd come out talking about the winner of the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show. Okay. Which we Was it a Basset Hound this year? No, Was there the best? No. Um, and then... We have the first half hour to ourselves. Then when Steve Krause is coming back to actually talk about the certification thing we never got to the last time. I remember you hijacked it for something. I can't remember what, but you, you were having a horse with a, with a problem. So this is basically coming back and talking about what he was going to talk about. Okay. I don't remember hijacking anything, but you, whatever. You did. It was, uh, you were having a pr- horse, you had a horse with a problem, and we never got to talking about this and said we'd have him back. So I, I, it might even been December. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know what it was. Um, so I have a list of Valentine's Day gifts to not get your partner. And I asked the auditors, if you guys are listening, go on and to write down the worst gifts, but I did it like a minute ago. So we'll see if we get any. I think there's one already. Um, and then I have weird news. Okay. Um, so I have a list in weird news. Okay. Um, see if you can find some bad Valentine's Day gifts. You can see how much we plan this ahead of time. <laughs> I, I have a couple of news stories I can put in. I can get in at some point when we need them. Um, the other thing that I thought thought we could talk about, if you don't have a post show, uh, I put it at the top, but now I can't find it. So where'd it go? Ugh. It's not there. I'll never find it again. You watch. Um, let me do this. It... It could be a good fun. Uh, do you know Goop, the, the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow thing? Yeah. She has a new diet. It's the Nay diet. Oh, I had a link. Dog on it. You know, I think it might have been on Horse Network. Ah, I found it. How about this? New Diet Fad has people buying $500 salt licks designed for horses. 
the first thing there is, have you ever seen a $500 Salt Lake for a horse? That's mm. But this could be very funny. Let me put the link in. I'm just thinking for post-show, it could be funny. Unless you had something on it. I don't know where I put it. <laughs> I saved it at the top, but it's not. A... All right, go hit refresh and just look above sponsors, and that's you can click on that link. <clears throat> Actually, it, it could be funny too because you're going to agree with part of this diet. It's the whole Salt Lake thing for five hundred dollars. God, that woman knows how to make money. From sticking jade eggs where jade eggs don't belong to this. Okay. All right. So I'll hit refresh. Okay. Sorry, I feel boring. People are listening to this. This is boring. Yeah, but this is, they want to hear the inside. This is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was more exciting, but it's really just us figuring out what to do. I need to get a plug in for them today. Add. We have state line tack. That's a normal talk about it one. Do you want me to leave Steve or do you want to leave Steve? I don't care either way. Mm. Jennifer put some questions down there so I can. Why don't you lead him since I'm going to do all that other stuff? Okay. Um, I think we remembered, too, that he is better with a boy. Is he the one? Uh, he's usually been just pretty steady. He's not, he, he's not funny. He, you know, he just is pretty serious. I'll lead him. I'll get him going. Um, okay, so also, you take that one. I have I also have a, something we can talk about, um, and this could be an after-show thing, too, if you don't want to talk about $500 salt licks. Um, or we could just put one or the other in the show. What are the most common nightmares people have? Oh, study show. I just actually read it. Oh, my God. I can tell you about the dream I had last night. You, let's do that on the show, then, at some point. I'll put the nightmares in the regular show, and then we'll talk about this goop thing after the show, because we can be a little more graphic about it. Wait, so what do you want to do? All right, so during the show, I'll bring up the nightmare thing at some point. Um, and then after the show, the link above, above the sponsors in green, we'll talk about this diet fad thing after the show. Yeah, and I can't do planning for pre, during, and post. It's too stressful. <laughs> and now I have to do a happy story, and then I have to do a daily mini, which is usually my happy story. Oh, my God. I do have Stress. a happy story if you don't have one. I have a I happy story. I just don't have a daily winnie. I don't know that we would each need a happy story every day. As long as there's one, I think. I have, I have one. I mean, it's, you know, it's all right. You're just doing a part of your daily winnie? I'll just do that in my daily winnie, and you do the happy story at the end. Okay. Um, all right. Good call. So let me, are you editing? Yes. Hold on one second. I'm back. Okay. Um, I'm just getting texts from, like, the bills are supplies to... Guy wants to bring carpet swatches by today. Oh, How the hell am I supposed to know? 
by looking at a tiny three by three yeah. inch square of carpet. I if know. I want to do my whole freaking house that way, I know. I don't know. Fucking pick one. I don't care. That's kind of like the uh, uh, the paint. You paint this little swatch on your wall, and then you paint eighty five other swatches, and it still looks different when you paint them. Yeah, I didn't do that. I was yeah. like, I. You know what I did to pick out? <laughs> did they paint yet? Is it painted? Yet? Uh, they're working on it now. Uh, and what I did is I looked online at the car, at the paint store, and like looked at different little squares on my computer, and I was like, that one. And then I had to move it over to the other screen to like get the different. <laughs> To get the All different, uh, much different. Yeah. something else, and I switched to the other screen. It looked totally different. I was like, "God damn! I don't even know what <laughs> color I just picked." So this house is going to be painted, and literally, I'm like, "I think Featherstone looks beautiful." I don't know, <laughs> Jesus, it's some sort of gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to turn out this modeling gray that you're going to hate forever. Oh my god! I told Chad, I was like, eh, "You know, whatever. It's going to like we can, you know, just paint." We can paint it again. And then I let Lucas pick one color in his room. I was like, I'll give you an accent wall. You can pick one of these colors. Literally, he picks blood red as one of the walls. Really? So, <laughs> I thought it would have um, been like neon green or something. Blood red like the Avengers red. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. Just buy him a great big mural for that one. We're going to get him wall wallpapers, like Spider-Man wallpaper. They're for perfect. Like, Covered up. One of those big, like. Mural things. Mural things yeah. you stick on the yeah. wall. Good idea. <laughs> Just cover that old thing up. All right, let's go down through this. Hit refresh. Okay. So, <clears throat> so post-show, we're going to talk about this goop thing, Gwyneth Paltrow diet fad. Uh, but uh, we got me coming out with poodles. Or Oh, you I ruined it. it. It's, it's right there. Westminster Kennel Dog Club. Uh, then we're going to do, I'll do what's coming up today's show. We'll do daily winnies. You're going to do bad gifts for Valentine's, which followed by a good gift for Valentine and an ad. Uh, I can stick news stories in wherever, uh, state line tech commercial. I'll lead Steve. You're going to do weird news and then we'll do innovation commercial. Then I'll do equine news and we'll end with the nightmare story. Um, which is kind of my list for Wednesday. So, and then uh, we'll do happy story and out. And like a plan? Oh, man. You can do it. Yeah. Let's see. I guess kind of like follow along. I'm getting super distracted. I'm like... Bombarded with business. I'm just trying to like you're you start talking about the bad gifts, and I'm like, okay, where are those? And I gotta get those up here, and then my weird news. I got four of those. And do you have the weird news sounder? Weird news. Uh, So after Steve will do weird news, and then is that the weird nightmares? Yes, that's the. And then who it was my dream about? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I had a weird one the other day too, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. I'll probably have forgotten by the time we get to it. Yeah. Do you? Do you have any? I did want to ask. You. I'm writing down my dreams. I don't forget it. All right, auditors, hold on. <clears throat> We're going to start the show, which is a little different now. So now, all I have to do, because the recorders are already going, all I have to do is hit the live button and count in from three. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
We are live in three, two, one. This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, it's Wednesday, everybody, and I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 12th, episode 2369, brought to you by Stateline Tact. Good morning, horse world. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. I dig it. I like that one. <laughs> hey, guess what was yesterday? Uh, Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. I don't know. It was Tuesday, and it was the Westminster <laughs> Kennel Club Dog Show in New York, the 144th edition, which means that it'll be recorded and coming out on TV very soon, and Jennifer will make me sit through hours of looking at dogs trot around in circles. Really? Oh, she loves that show. I don't know why, but uh, just bores me to death. But in Did any the Basset case, Hound win? Because the Basset Hounds are the best in the world. No, actually, I'm sorry to tell you that Basset Hounds, nor Greyhounds, actually, even made it to the top. So you know how they go through all the breed things, and then they pick the top seven of each category? Yes. Well, they did that again this year. And so the, the ones in the categories were a standard poodle, a Havanese. Havanese always seem to make it. Aren't they the little white dogs that bark I a don't lot? know what a Havanese is. A mean. Shetland Sheepdog, a Golden Retriever, a Wire Fox Terrier, a Boxer, and a Whippet. So I feel like there should be some bonus points for the people that have the hairy-ass dogs. <laughs> you know, like... Yes, it, it just it just doesn't seem fair that a wire fox terrier literally requires no grooming <laughs> at all, and it's always at the top. Where these people have these dog like the I have a standard poodle. I mean, they they're the ones with the big puffs, you know. So yes, I mean, you can clip those. The other ones <laughs> where they're like combing it constantly. Yeah. Oh, it looks exhausting. <laughs> yeah, the Shizu ones with the really, really, really long hair. The Maltese that's like completely white, yes. like, and then they comb it. Oh. Little mop. They probably say, you know, they think the dog people say the th same thing about the horse people. All oh, those people with the gray horses, that must be Dude, a nightmare. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Well, gray horse people, I'm pouring a little out for you. <laughs> well, in second place was the Whippet uh, by the name of Bourbon. One second place, the reserve best in show. So you give it a bath. It's and, fine. <laughs> that's right. We have one of those in the neighborhood. It's so cute. Uh, and in first place was Sibba, a standard poodle. So, oh. yes, the standard poodle one this year that believe it or not, you know, Jennifer very well. That's the dog. If Jennifer was going to pick a, a purebred dog to buy, that's the one she would buy. She's always wanted a not a little poodle, the standard poodle, the big one. And she would not give it the haircut, but she's always wanted a standard poodle. And from what I hear, the standard poodles actually make pretty good pets. Yeah, they're really smart. They're like the second smartest dog next to a border collie, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. And you if they didn't bark, write that I'd down. Be happy because <laughs> just you know when you have greyhounds your entire life, you really get used to non-barking dogs. 
So they never bark. No, uh, we heard uh, Glory bark twice in the 10 years we had her. Wow. Two wolves, and it was because something was outside the window. <laughs> uh, but, and, but the neighbor dogs, who they have tied up outside, who we've called the authorities on several times, um, bark all the time. So there's that. Yeah, I, I live across, across the street is two German shepherds that look like they want to murder you when you go to check the mail. I mean, I'm like scared yes. to check the mail. Lucas like, I'm going to get the mail. Like, no, the dogs might get out. And they bark all the time, nonstop. Yeah, so I get it. <laughs> well, to, on today's show, on the pre-show, we discussed how boring we are in pre-show meetings. I might have freaked out a little bit at the end there, though, <laughs> a little about bit. picking out paint colors and carpet bit. swatches. God, carpet swatches. Time, I don't know why you're I, building a house. You you seem to hate the entire process. I have to leave Glenn right at 1030 because the carpet swatch guy is coming over to bring me. I don't know. How how am I supposed to pick what I'm going to you carpet my house You don't even know what color in. the walls are going to be because you couldn't tell what you picked out there. So how are you going to match the carpet? Online, I don't know. I Exactly. <laughs> Do it like That's in what Florida. I'm don't put any carpet in. Just have the floors. I need carpet upstairs. So so I pay, I'm uh, picking out an entire upstairs carpet by looking at a three by three inch swatch. Just pick tan. That's what it. Oh, you don't want tan. You have dogs. No, you can't pick tan. See, I mean, can you do black carpet? <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> anyway, and coming up after the show, in our post show, we're going to be talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's diet. And it involves $500 salt licks designed for people. And it's called the Nay Diet. We're going to be talking about that. If you want to become an auditor, go to horsesinthemorning.com, scan down the right side of the page, and click on the auditor banner for as little as $3 a month. Or You can also enjoy this quality entertainment. I do maybe swear a little bit in the pre-show. Uh, it's not for yes, children. It's not for children. On Hit Him Today, we have Steve Krause back to talk about farrier accreditation. Jamie has some bad Valentine gifts and some weird news. Plus, we might have a list or two and some other things going on. I have some news for you, too. Uh, the exodus out of Wellington has begun. So I'll oh talk about that as well. Happy birthday to Justine Brooke, host of Heels Down Happy Hour, and also comes on our show on a regular basis to give us reports and updates. It's her birthday today, so happy birthday, Justine, who also lives in the state of Florida and is very lovely. And we also have a bunch of new auditors. Sarah Winfrey uh, is a brand new auditor, I think as of yesterday, and she posted this on our Patreon page. She said, literally the best decision made ever. This is my favorite podcast network, and it makes me so happy. Oh, hey, Sarah. Sarah, you make us happy for doing that. Kim Castillo, who was on the cruise with us and uh, liked hanging out with us so much, he decided to join the auditor room. So hi, Kim. Marielle Jenquin. Let me just tell you, if he messes up your name, it's like I a badge of I honor. I got that one right. Marielle Jenquin. That's the way it looks. And Philip, <laughs> this one, I'm not sure about, Pero. So Philip. Welcome. I'm sorry I screwed up your name. Uh, and then we had a bunch of people raise their pledges as well. Monica Raymond, Julianne Rowland, and Robin Donahue, who did it right after the cruise, so she must have had a good time. Yeah, they must feel sorry for you. <laughs> I know, Maybe I look like we couldn't afford to buy drinks. I don't we know. We need to help that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> my clothes were looking ratty. or I have no idea, because you know we don't buy new clothes very often, us horse people. <laughs> Uh, my daily Winnie goes out to 
a driver of the UPS company. Okay. His name is Mike Arcaro and he was driving around and found a wallet in the street. Okay. And he gets the wallet and he picks it up and it's full of credit cards and full of money and everything. What does he do? He takes it to the local UPS headquarters because he looks at the address that was on the ID in the middle of the street. And he's like, mm, that's really far away in upstate New York. But yeah, here we are in like Manhattan and this cannot be the current thing. So he goes to the UPS system and uses the UPS system to go and find her current address. Like it's basically online stalks this lady, finds a current address and then delivers the wallet to her house. What a dude. And then, I mean, and then got fired for using the UPS. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. I think he's okay because he's now made the news. But yeah, so really, really nice. Sorry you lost your job for being a stalker. But um, other than that, great job. <laughs> Let's talk about Valentine's Day. It's coming up on Friday. And I, I have, we've had this discussion before. I often wonder if, do you think horse people are less Valentine y than regular people? In that if Chad walks in with some flowers on Valentine's Day, do you know what happens? What? He gets in trouble. See, that's I, the thing. I made me. that mistake too before. And it's just like, well, you know, they're just gonna die. That's the comment I get with about flowers. You, they're just gonna die in a week. And well, I, I think it was a picture that went out like a dozen roses is the same as like a round bell. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I don't but the thing is it's a no-win situation for us horse husbands. You guys expect something, but okay. yet it's not for us. It's just not real romantic buying a bale of hay. And plus, we're not allowed to buy the hay because we messed that up. I literally <laughs> am not allowed to go buy hay because every time she sent me to buy hay, I come home with bales that are moldy. It's not my fault. I don't pick them. I think that's hilarious because Chad has been the one to go pick up our hay um, from a farm down the street, like, you know, 10 miles away. And so I went with them this time and we go and they were like, okay, well, we have the same kind we have last time. We have the, this one, which costs this much or for $15 extra for the, the bundle of hay. Uh, this is a higher protein. And Chad and I both at the same time, he goes the cheaper one. And I go, we'll take the higher one. <laughs> I'm like, he goes, are you going to feed less because it has a higher protein? And I was like, no, but it's better. <laughs> So that's funny you say that. And this is why I'm not allowed to go shopping for hay. Plus, Jennifer buys about four different kinds of hay for feeding at different times of the day for different purposes. And of course, Scooter and Nigel have to eat completely different hays. So I just got to the point where I was like, no, I I can buy the grain. I know what that looks like. It's a bag. It's the same every time. Yeah. yeah. I'll let him buy grain now on and I'm going to call ahead and order. But like, you put this on his truck, you put the high dollar one on because it's higher protein. They test it. It's way better. And in my defense, moldy bales of hay are not always detectable when they're put in your truck. Yes, they are. No, no, they're not. Wake up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so last night, Chad calls me and he's like, "I I need to tell you what I'm getting you for Valentine's Day. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're not getting Valentine's Day present. We actually have to buy furniture for our current build of the house. I'm like, we're just going to buy each other furniture. He's like, well, yeah, I but remind I... you that furniture also comes in colors you're going to have to pick. I know. I you should you should see the chair I bought. I bought a chair and it's covered in like dogs, like art. <laughs> He's like, you you just 
bought a dog chair. I'm like, you're yeah, not going to have a probably, theme, are you? This is not a themed house, right? This is just a haphazard whatever you buy house. Do you think I'm organized no, enough? No, to, no. Okay, no, checking. I do not. <laughs> and I'm at your old house, so I got a dining room chair at a garage sale. <laughs> I told him, I said, I don't want any of our dining room chairs to match. I'm just going to pick them out. <laughs> He's like, what? But that is a theme, right? That's kind of a theme. Actually. I don't know. I just thought it it's sounded a good cool. Idea, actually. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. And so I bought one and With I'm like. a table gonna... that doesn't match anything else. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to paint this. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm like, I'm going to refinish this and paint it. It's going to be fun. And he's like, you're going to hate it. <laughs> but yeah. So he calls me last night and he's like, I got this gift for you, but I don't know what color. And, and so he bought me, you guys, heads up. If you're riding in the winter, the greatest thing you could possibly get is the sticky seat breeches that are the winter riding pant. And I literally I have one pair because they're like a hundred bucks. And let me tell you, they're worth it. I have one pair and I wear it every day. And he's like, I'm getting you another sticky seat, winter pair of riding breeches. And I was like, oh, babe, that's so sweet. Are you telling me I smell bad? And like, because you're tired of me wearing the same pair every day. He was like, just take the gift. (laughs) (laughs) Is a sticky seat. Sticky seat is actually the brand, isn't it? The brand is Sticky Seat. Yeah. yeah, it's called Sticky Seat. And they have these little like, you get out of your car super quick. It's the full, <laughs> it's the full seat tights, right? The no, silicone? they just have, they have like knee patch, but they have like little silicone dots on your bum and they're fantastic uh, and they're really thick winter breeches and they're super comfortable and they're like, I don't, I, they're not like, you know, uh, sponsors or anything, but I discover them and I love I them. So they so. have them at State Line Tech. Oh yeah, let's see. I bet they do. Um, so they're great. So anyway, um, so you got me those. But I did find a list of bad gift ideas that I thought maybe we could go over. Do you, um, do you remember any bad Valentine's gifts that you've gotten? Do, do, women don't forget those things. <laughs> see, I was trying to remember a bad one that I gave, and of course, we try and forget. So I was yeah, you time. don't remember those. <laughs> yeah. But to the guy, the jackass that I dated when I was in college, who gave me a freaking vacuum. Give me a break. You I remember might be getting a, one of those this year too. You're building a new house. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a vacuum for Valentine's day and I'm like 21. No, <laughs> and it, it wasn't like a special vacuum. It was like literally a cheap ass vacuum. You plug into the wall and like use it. I was like, okay. And I that think, guy's uh, still single, isn't he? Uh, I probably, <laughs> um, and then I got, when I was in, when I was 17, I had a boyfriend who was 18, the older, you know, and um, he gave me uh, like one of those white turtlenecks from Walmart, a turtleneck, <laughs> like a shirt, like a, a plain turtleneck white shirt. He wasn't old enough to know the rule that you don't buy your spouse clothing either. Apparently, Chad's not I old mean, enough either. Buy me something buddy. sexy, not a dang <laughs> turtleneck. Yeah, that's like the opposite of what you should buy, right? Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. So, um. I of course, found we're not a, very uh, good at picking out appropriate lingerie either. So let's, you know, be honest. You know, that's not a gift for me. So <laughs> again, the horse girl thing. To play that, like <laughs> I got you this really uncomfortable thing to crawl up your butt. <laughs> not gonna happen. I got you underwear that has no crotch. Nobody wants that. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> 
Um, they said on the list here that do not purchase your spouse celebrity fragrances. And that means do not walk in with like, you know, a bag with a, a you know, like a bow on it and you open it up and like it's a photo of Britney Spears perfume. Like, I don't need Britney Spears. I don't want to smell like Britney we Spears. We had this discussion on the cruise and we determined that 99% of horsewomen don't wear any perfume. No, I don't wear perfume. See? I do wear perfume. It's it's called alfalfa hay. Yeah. It's very, very expensive. <laughs> Trust me, it's more expensive than that crap. And the barn smell. Pee. That's the other one you wear from cleaning mm. stalls. Yeah. Those are my feet. I spray my feet with that. Um, household appliances. Do not get me a new toaster for Valentine's Day or a vacuum, something like that. Um, another one on the list is cheap garbage chocolate like do not buy that heart thing that's at the grocery store you get to the store you're like holy crap it's valentine's day yeah. i have to go home with something and get those they also have on the list those old grocery store flowers <laughs> <laughs> you're literally buying the last flowers available they were they're gonna die by the time you get home Giardelli chocolate though works for jennifer get some nice yeah one. something fancy yeah, the good ones some work for her Fancy chocolates. Um, do not go into the CVS and pick up some jewelry <laughs> off the rack. It's going to turn me green, and I'm going to know that you literally was stopped at CVS on the way home to buy those flowers, that crappy chocolate, and that piece of jewelry that now made my neck green. I made the mistake of going to. <laughs> it was on the day, first day before the cruise. It was it was Super Bowl day. We ran around. We went to the Wildcat Rescue, which was very cool, and then we went to they went to the aquarium. And I could not look at another fish because Jennifer drives me to aquariums and reads every plaque. So I skipped the aquarium <laughs> and I thought, I'll go to Publix, the grocery store here, and I'll get all the snacks for the party we had that night for the Super Bowl party with all the listeners. And I could, there were no parking spaces at the Publix. There were literally zero parking spaces. And I thought, well, I'll just go to CVS. I am shocked. CVS has no drugs anymore. They just have everything else. Yeah. You're right. You can get anything at CVS. And now I know you can get jewelry. Let me write that down. <laughs> I just said, don't get that. Okay. okay. Don't get that. Right. Um, finally on this list, a very bad idea, which has been done by my friend's husband. Um, do not get your woman a gym membership. <laughs> Red alert. <laughs> do not do that. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> Here, okay. babe. Uh, like, like that commercial with the Peloton. Yes. Like here, honey, I got you this. Yeah, but it's work your ass off. She looked pretty good after riding that Peloton too. She looked good before riding the Peloton. <laughs> so I have some of the ones that uh, I'm reading your post. You want to hear some of these from yeah. the listeners? So some of the auditors posted my husband of five years at that time, now 10 years, so she didn't get divorced, uh, got me an art kit. It had colored pencils, watercolors, and crayons. I was 30 years old. Ask me how pissed I was. Crayons? Now, I have to tell you that uh, I do every every year, Jennifer actually likes to get an art kit for Christmas. So she does get, and she uses them. So, Do you buy her an adult art kit or one that says six and under? Uh, okay. One time, I did buy her the 64-pack of crayons the one time, so I was splurged. No, she hates you. Just so you know. <laughs> I tried to come up with the worst Valentine gift I ever got. Nothing came to mind. But I can tell you the best Valentine's gift I got was my dog, Rosie. My oh, we're so happy with for her you. 11 years Ooh. ago. Uh, does a dog, uh, that is that a good Valentine's gift? Um, if, if it is breathing, it is a good gift. Okay. I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> give me a guinea pig. Give me a new horse. Give me a dog. Give me a puppy. Give me a kitten. Something like that. Yeah. 
that's a win. I mean, for me, <laughs> but maybe not for everybody. Uh, here's uh, another one that I need to ask you about. We haven't done Valentine's gifts since we were dating. So do you think that's true of a lot of people that they get married and no more? I mean, we, we don't do much. I keep telling Chad, stop it. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a thing. We don't do much. She said, I kept asking for a kitten, but that would be the worst gift according to my husband. <laughs> and I agree with him. Um, <laughs> I got an expired gift card to Jason's Deli one year. Oh, snap. Divorce. <laughs> it is defense. I like Jason's Deli, but it sure isn't romantic. <laughs> Could you imagine going up and being like, mm, I got this gift card. Jason's Deli. Here you go. I'm going to give you the card. They're like, mm, this is expired. Oh, oh my God. The next one. Uh, the next one. I'm not giving names out here. Either. <laughs> the next one says a Dungeons and Dragons manual. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hun, would you like a Dungeons and Dragons manual? Oh, oh, my God. And the next one. I mean, she's she's just this is a horrible nightmare for a husband. My birthday is the day after. So while I haven't had any really bad ones. I do tend to get the killing two birds with one present thing. Mm-hmm. Boy, you are, you're a husband. You, 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 you can't win on that one. You have yes, to get a present each day. You have to. two things. Yeah, you have to. two things. You have to. Yeah, you, you, Chad's birthday is right after Christmas, and it's like so annoying. But I make a, I, I take a, a, a big uh, stance to make sure I have some birthday gifts over on the side and the Christmas gifts. And I guarantee you, his birthday gifts are always wrapped in Christmas paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, that's it. That was pretty much it. That's all we had posted there. So yeah, I don't know. We don't do much either. We we uh, usually either cook, and I she, I usually let her pick what she wants me to cook, and I cook, which I cook all the time. So that's not unusual. But uh, she actually gets to pick what I cook, and we don't go out too much on Valentine's just because I don't really want to fight the crowds to get in a restaurant. Um, where would you go if you were to take her out to dinner? Well, we have a couple favorites here in, in Ocala. We have an Italian restaurant we really like. Okay, so, so you would, would do something like, like like nicer rather well, it's than... it's not going to be Burger King. Dude, they have a playground. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nice Valentine's gifts, you know, it's not too late to get a gift certificate from our favorite jeweler. This, this jewelry will not make you turn green. Uh, it'd be a little better quality than you're going to get over there this at the CBS. This is on the list of good gifts. Yes. Okay. <laughs> And that's Kelly Heard Jewelry. They have you covered. You can uh, send your horse husband there. It's not too late. You know what? A gift certificate counts, guys, because then they can buy what they want. Uh, and if you use the coupon code HRN, you get 20% off your, your next order. 20%. 20%. Win. Win. That, and their jewelry is not that expensive. It's like some of the equestrian jewelry stores you see at these sh- horse shows, it'll cost you $1,000 to buy anything. But this is like, yeah, you yeah. can get really nice stuff. I, I think Chad bought me a ring from Kelly Heard one time that I really wanted. And I like, you know, <laughs> sent to him like 10 times the link. And, uh, it was like a hundred dollars. And they have so, a lot of equestrian jewelry. I mean, not all equestrian jewelry. You can get hearts, you can get mares and foals, you can get all different kinds of stuff. You can get horseshoe. Their horseshoe rings are one of the most popular things actually. And you can find all of that at kellyherdjewelry.com. Get a nice gift. Do something. Help nice. your man out. Send him the link and tell him HRN 20% off. Let's do this. Now, like Christmas, we all tend to buy ourselves a gift for ourselves. Do you do that on Valentine's Day just as an excuse? 
do I buy myself something on Valentine's Day? No, yeah. but probably when I worked in an office, a lot of us sent ourselves flowers. <laughs> Well, I did notice that at Stateline Tech right now, uh, Ovation's one of our other sponsors today. And they have, uh, if you go to statelinetech.com, you're going to see an Outfit Yourself for Less banner. And they have a sale going on right now. And it includes a ton of different breaches. And Ovation breaches are on that list. Uh, so you can buy all different kinds of breaches. They have pages and pages of stuff, 10, 20, 30% off. Some of it's 33% off. I've seen something on here for 40% off. Uh, <clears throat> I, I was always shocked at how many different breaches Ovation does have, <laughs> like a thousand different kinds. Uh, you can also find the Ovation Jump Air helmets on there, which are becoming very popular now. Uh, do you have that one? No, air. but I need a new helmet. Where, what, 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 what's it called? It's the Ovation Jump Air Helmet, and it's actually becoming very popular. It, it has a, a multitude of vents in the front, more than usual, so it's much cooler in the summertime. This would have been good for you in Arizona, probably. Ooh, uh, that's nice. Ovation fits my head so well. I like that. And it okay. has the dial for the snug fit. Do any of them come without the dial anymore? It doesn't. Don't ever buy one without a dial. It's yeah. pointless. They're so comfortable. And, and like you have a ponytail or your hair, it's long or short or something. You can just adjust it. It's perfect. Well, the other problem oh, that, we have is when people come over to visit, if you don't have a dial helmet, you don't have a helmet that fits them. If you go okay, riding. Okay, that helmet is super cool. I really like the blue. I thought you'd like to look at that, actually, the Ovation Jump Air. And they come yeah. in colors. Are you That's sure you don't cool. want the reddish purple one? I think that would be Lucas approved. Like I really one. like that one too. It's very Terminator looking. It is. <laughs> it's kind of Terminator looking actually. <laughs> so that's the Ovation Jump Air Helmet. You can find that and a whole bunch of other things on sale right now at statelinetech.com. I actually could see you in that helmet. It kind of, I, when I saw it, I went, oh, she'd wear that. That would look good. Looks so cool. It's sporty. <laughs> it's sporty. All right, let's go to our first guest, and that is going to, our only guest actually today, and that's going to be Steve Krause, head of Farrier Services, a lecturer in the Large Animal Surgery Department of Clinical Sciences at Cornell University. His entire business card is taken up by his title. All right, cut there. He does have the longest title I've ever seen. Yeah, that means you just get paid a lot more. Oh, I've had some long titles and to get paid anything. <laughs> you know, these companies are really good for saying, we're going to give you a promotion. Are you giving me a raise? That's yeah, the thing I really want. I don't care what you call me. Just give me a raise. I remember I was a vet tech and they pulled me in the office like, you've been here three months and we're going to review what you've, you know, your performance. And I was like super nervous. And he's like, well, everybody liked you. You're doing a great job. And we're going to give you a raise. And I was like, wow, that did not go the way I thought. I'm like, okay, great. He goes, 50 cents an hour. There you go. What? And that was so double your pay. So you're days. saying I make like, no, I was like 30. Okay. <laughs> it was right before the show started. I remember going. So basically if I work a whole day, eight hours, I get $4. <laughs> wow. Coming out of pocket for that one. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you? All right. How are you? Good, good, good. How's it going down there today? Hi, Steve. Good. I just want to make sure, are you talking directly Hello. in the phone? Uh, I, uh, where do you want me to talk? Directly into the phone. Um, I'm I in see. my truck. Yeah, if you I'm can in my truck, so. It sounds very hot. Switch it off to that? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, okay. 
How's that? Does that sound better? <laughs> actually, it doesn't. So let's. <laughs> can we go back? It actually sounds worse. Okay. It, how's that? Yeah, I don't know why that was, but usually talking directly is better. Uh, so, Steve, today we're going to talk about, and I'll I'll uh, come in here with you in a second. Uh, we're going to talk about accreditation and certification and all that kind of thing because. I don't, think, I don't right, think anybody right. understands if there is a, if it's required if there is one any of that. So correct. That's correct. what we're going to talk about. All right, and and Jamie's not going to hijack it with some foot issue of one of her horses today. I told her she knows. <laughs> right now, Steve, <laughs> knock on wood. You know what? I'm not going to tell you anything about my horse's feet right now because I'm not going to jinx it. No, don't do it. Okay. I told. I she promised me she wasn't going to hijack this today. So, uh, um, where are you guys located in Florida? I'm in Ocala, and uh, Jamie's oh, in actually in Oklahoma. Okay, all right. So I was just down in Florida this the other day, yesterday, actually. Just came back, so I just had a, you know, was wondering where you guys are located or where you're coming Were from. Were you in Wellington? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's the other horse place in Florida, where the rich people live. We're the, the other po- horse place. We're the poor horse place over here. Right. Well, I, from what I can see, it's uh, when I hear that it's really growing up there with that whole new oh, you know, riding center. We're going to talk about that later in the show because I have some news on that. Oh. All right, yeah, Steve. But no, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready anytime you All want. Right, let's get started. I already introduced you, so I'll just say hi and we'll get going. Three, okay. two, one. Well, hi, Steve. Welcome back to the show. We appreciate you being here. Good morning. How are you? Good. So now we're going to talk about something that I think confuses the heck out of most people. Uh, and some countries are different than other countries in this respect. Yeah. So we're talking right. about accreditation and certification of farriers uh, and licensing. Correct. Is there a requirement for a farrier to be licensed or accredited in any way? Or can you can I just go out and start cutting pe- uh, horses feet off? Yes, you can. <laughs> right. Um uh, that's a simple answer, um, because there is no licensing requirement in the United States. And a license is defined as, um, you know, a, a, a document that grants you the right to do something, um, just like the right to drive, for instance, and so on. And so um, uh, licensing occurs in Europe, and you can actually get uh, fined and locked up in, in certain European countries, uh, if you are shoeing without a license, Is that, right? that does not exist. In, yeah. And that does not exist in the United States for a variety of reasons, which you don't have time to get into. But, um, because we were worried about some government mandate, um, uh, forcing some kind of un, untenable licensing procedure on us back in the eighties, the American Farriers Association, went ahead and established the first nationwide certification program to uh, actually, you know, do it our way. And interestingly enough, we've had the people from Britain, Great Britain, come over and observe us at what we do. And they approved it. And now a, a, a person who was certified journeyman farrier of the uh, American Farriers Association would be allowed to shoe horses in england if they register okay well let's back up a little you said you know obviously you you they the association did this and put this in place to stop the legislation and has it worked what percentage of working farriers out there are are going for this accreditation now or certification or have it um 
the, the certification is voluntary. So I would say it's a very low percentage because we don't really know how many people are out there shoeing horses. We can guess that there's somewhere over 30, but not more than 40,000 farriers out there. And so there's probably only several thousand farriers that are actually certified or accredited. And they do this voluntarily to improve their skills and, and pass a, a level of um, uh, certification so that they can actually, you know, be, be confident in doing what they do that uh, an, a body has judged this to be, you know, uh, worthwhile. Is part of the certification that they have to be hot because that seems to be a requirement no. for no. Okay, good. All right, just checking. It, it can be done in the live chewing part of it. It can be done hot or cold according to whatever you want to do. So this is not to say every horse, you know, needs to be shod with a forge or not, but it has to be shod appropriately for whatever horse that you're given, um, which may require you to, you know, chew a horse hot. But with most normal horses that are usually presented for this, um, if you have the right skills, you can actually shoe the basic level cold. The thing that the other part of the AFA certified farrier is you have to present a collection of shoes that fit uh, patterns of horses' feet with modifications, and those can only be done hot. What you know, it's funny because when I first uh, met Jennifer, that's hot shoeing was the only thing. That's what we had an old school farrier who was also a blacksmith, made stuff. So, okay. you know, hot shoeing was his thing. And I think 30 years ago, it was much more common than it is now, too. Um, well, I think, um, I, I mean, again, the, the type of horse dictates not only the type of shoes, but the methods that's used. And as you get into bigger footed horses, the only way to fit them properly most of the time is by heating the shoes. Uh, nowadays, we have more shoes with um, uh, ready-made modifications than we had 30 and 40 years ago. So if you go back 40 years, a person who could take some of the very limited shoes on the market and put a toe clip or a quarter clip on and hot fit it, that person right there was considered an expert because that was rare. Well, it's funny you talk about the different horses kind of dictate which horses will need hot fitting and so on. My farrier is a certified journeyman farrier and she's amazing. And she comes out and she, I have a, a bunch of horses like fairly recently off the track and there and a couple young ones. And, and she came out one day and I have an older Mustang and she, she usually just cold fits and puts the shoes on. But then with the Mustang, she heated up her forge and went to work. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't know you did hot shoeing. And she was like, I do hot shoeing on the ones that I think I can do hot shoeing on. <laughs> and she's like, You're well, that's too, horses. Yeah. yeah. She's like, that's a little bit that it could be, you know, she's like, I just sometimes decide, you know, some horses need it and some horses can take it. Well, that's one consideration for sure. Uh, but what you have to understand, there's a difference between hot shaping and hot fitting. So you may need to hot shape the shoes to do a better job, a better fit, or to do the modification. And the horse may not tolerate the smoke and sizzle or, or be ready for that. So you may hot shape, but not hot fit. That's what I you meant. Yeah, hot the hot shape. fitting. Right. Yeah. And, and Or you may, may do both, depending upon what you're trying to do. The reason why you want a hot fit would be just to check your shoe, be, you know, to make sure if you don't have to do anything else to it. And if you have a clip or something, it's nice to burn a little place for the clip. And certainly if you have a perfectly flat shoe, 
you can, you know, see scorch the bottom of the foot to see where you have to level it more. But, um, you know, but again, you know, there's a blend in everyday shoeing of hot work and cold fitting and so on. And, and certification, you know, the basic certified barrier takes that into consideration. So there's a difference so, you know, between being certified and a certified journeyman. Yes. The, so the certified barrier from the AFA is the first test. I call it the basic test. Okay. So there's a written test of knowledge, basic knowledge, uh, a shoeing uh, a test that, um, you know, you know, basically a safety test. It, it, there's a score sheet, but basically what we're trying to do there is are these feet trimmed properly? Are these shoes fitting properly and prepared properly? Are they nailed on and finished properly? That's, you know, pretty much the shoeing test. So say, okay, this person can work for the public. So as a client and I have this farrier that comes out, what are some questions that I can ask them to see how deep their level of certification goes in or if they're even certified? What can I say? Well, you you can go on the American Farriers Association website, you know, AF, uh, AFA, AmericanFarriers.com, .org, I'm sorry, it's a .org, and you can look up all the people that are certified to certified farrier and jur- certified journeyman, which is a harder, more advanced exam, okay? And so you can actually, if someone says they're a certified farrier, uh, they could be certified by their school, which really, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to test my students, um, for the AFA, I can actually give them a dry run of the test, but I'm not allowed to certify them. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if, if someone says I went to, a, I'm a certified trimmer or certified barrier, well, certified by who would be the question. Okay. And, and the AFA is the oldest certification program in the country. It dates back in, uh, in the early eighties. They have a great website where you can look all this stuff up and find out all these requirements. And the American Association of Professional Farriers is another great organization that does accreditation and does credentialing for various um, disciplines of horses. So it's slightly different than the AFA's take on it. All right. So I'm going to ask you personally, do you think that there should be a requirement for certification? I get asked that a lot. And um, I, in, a, in a perfect world, I would like to see that. But unless you can enforce it, and no one's told me how they're going to enforce it, I can't tell you whether I'm for or against it. Because I, it needs to be fair, not only to the horse owners, but it needs to be fair to the farriers that are trying to make a living at this. So I would like to see it done, but you have to have somebody that can not only grant it, you know, if you're going to have, a, that would be more like licensing. But you have to have a way to uh, fairly remove that license and enforce that. And I don't see that happening. So um, until someone can tell me how this can be done properly, I can't say whether I'm for or against. Yeah, I mean, that would come back. Usually that kind of thing comes back to the association. So it'd be the AFA, which means they'd have to hire 30 more people just to do all this. Um, Right. You'd have to have a way to remove it from somebody. And um uh, you know, the, and that, the difference between the AFA and the AAPF is in order to m- maintain your accreditation uh, and your first level of membership and accreditation is just going for CE credits. So you have to maintain 24 CE credits a year 
to maintain your accreditation to be called an accredited farrier if you're a member of the AAPF. And, that, and that's and true of almost any website. professional accreditation, right? You still need to get your, your continuing ed credits in, and uh, whether you're a doctor well, unfortunately, or nurse or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the AFA does not require that, and that mm. is um, probably the main reason why the AAPF got established. So I would like to see the, the AFA require continuing education credits for their certifications. Got it. What, okay, uh, I went online. And my my farrier is a certified journeyman, like she said. That's good. Okay. <laughs> I went on. I went on AmericanFarriers <laughs> dot org. Checked on her. She's she's legit. And that's not to say that right. there aren't excellent farriers that are not certified. There are excellent farriers Absol- that are not certified. Absolutely, absolutely. There's no way you know. There's no way to get it, encompass everybody in this country. But if someone says they're a licensed farrier, they they only get a license to work on a racetrack. Mm. And so to work on most racetracks in most states, you get a state license to work on the racetrack, which includes a background check, but also includes a basic competency test. And those are the only people who can actually say they're a licensed barrier in this country. Ah, I didn't know that. And that is just competent to be on a racetrack, competent to shoe a racehorse. Right. And that you pass the background check to be behind the scenes. Um, so if anyone says they're a licensed farrier, I would question that. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, this, you know, this is a topic that's come up before. And one of the things that has come up and you see all the time is, uh, you know, obviously people having, for whatever reason, and a lot of time I realize it's the client's fault, they have, there's a bad situation with the farrier. And you really don't have any place to go back to. There's no court of appeals. There's nobody you can go to and say, hey, look, my farrier did this, whatever it was that was inappropriate. And again, uh, granted that there's always two sides to a story. But even then, there's no place for both parties to go to solve that issue. Right. Correct. And that is, I think, a gaping hole in this. You know, this becomes down to a consumer uh, problem. And an animal rights uh, or an animal welfare um, situation. So, you know, obviously, if people are unqualified to work on horses and are, are out there doing it and hurt horses, that's an animal welfare problem that uh, should be resolved. But there is no way to do it other than don't hire that person right. again. Yeah, you fire them, but that doesn't that doesn't help the next person. You know, so right. Yeah. So yes, something needs to be done, but no one. You know, voluntarily, people are going and doing these things, and those are the people who really care about what they do. And some of the guys that are very well qualified are either too busy or whatever, don't care about it. And then there's that whole bunch in there that probably would do well by taking part of this somehow. Some of the most successful farriers that I know in the country take part in these programs. And so that says it all right there. And part of the thing about license or, or, or um, a certification and accreditation is the amount of learning you do to get those letters behind your name. Well, yeah, like anything else, you know, you're 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 being educated. Well, like it's like uh, we talked yesterday about getting your CDL, about getting your Class A license to drive your truck and trailer, which right. is being required everywhere now. And Karen right. got hers, and she said, you know, I learned how to back up. I learned how to do things I didn't know. Because I had to practice everything, you know, so. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's the good part about the AFA certification and the continuing education requirements for the AAPF. And then all those things keep you stimulated, 
keep you up to things. And, 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 you know, the other part of the AAPF's um, credentialing is those guys are tested on whatever horse show association rules they're going for, like the hunter jumper world has a whole bunch of shoeing things that they have to know. And, um, so they're tested on that too. So if you blow into town and are looking for a farrier for a reining horse or a hunter jumper, and if you go on the AAPF's web website, you can find out who you can call that's been credentialed. Okay. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate it. And look, Jamie didn't hijack it today, so we're good. Um, oh, hush. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, what uh, what what uh, website can people go to to find out more about you and what you do? Okay, so you can uh, either find us on Facebook, which is probably the easiest way, and that's, um, you know, Cornell Farrier Program, or you could come on the Cornell University um, Veterinary College's website and then search farrier and a bunch of pages will pop up for us too. the farrier school as well as the services we offer here well thank you again steve we appreciate you coming back on all the time we'll also put a link into the american farriers.org where you can look up farriers in your area that are accredited and have the certification so uh we'll put that in yes. our show notes as well thanks steve appreciate it and the and the and the aapf also please yes because they're both wonderful associations got it they have very, very valuable websites, both of them. Terrific. We appreciate it. Go back to work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Steve didn't get my joke. You got it, though, didn't you? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> All of us got it. But you know what? It's okay. It led into a good conversation, but I thought I had a funny joke, and it, it didn't work. I'm sorry. You told me before, you were like, don't make jokes with Steve. It's very serious. <laughs> it and then what do you do? <laughs> I tried. Listeners got it. Listeners got it. And that should be a certification, shouldn't it? For the... But anyway, let's go on. Ovation. Horse people know that they can count on Ovation's value, quality, and style when it comes to hard-wearing schooling attire, affordable show gear for horse and rider, or top-of-the-line equipment for riders at every level. From breeches to bridle work, saddles to stock ties, helmets to half chaps, Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States, outfitting riders at every level from head to toe. Ask for Ovation brand riding helmets, breeches, and footwear at your local tax store, or go online to OvationRiding.com and see the fantastic variety of quality, fashion-forward, affordable products from Ovation. OvationRiding.com Oh, poor Ohio man. Dan Kane. He was, um, he's been trying to figure out, he got a phone call from the post office. And the post office was like, hi, we can't get all this mail to you w- without you coming to pick it up. And he's like, what are you talking about? The uh, the, the uh, postal worker said, it's not going to fit through your front door of the post office. Like, you have to come and pick it up. So he goes to the post office in Twinsburg, Ohio, and he picks up, oh, my God. 55,000 pieces of mail that have been sent to him in one day. 
And I mean, like to me, I was like, well, was he like on a radio show, like in Sleepless in Seattle and all these women are writing him. That's, um, that's a lot of flyers from the local car dealer. You know what? <laughs> Funny enough, it's he filled out. He and his wife filled out like a, a loan application, and the loan company, College Avenue Student Loans, uh, sent him by accident fifty-five thousand duplicate statements addressed to him by a student oh loan company. <laughs> How much did that cost him? They could pay right? the loan ten times. <laughs> Is there no quality control? We're going to mail 55,000. Somebody noticed that. Nobody noticed. (laughs) Nobody noticed. 55,000 duplicates. All going to the same guy. Nobody along the pipeline. They could have paid off the loan with the postage. (laughs) Didn't somebody like lick the stamp or something? Like, how does that work? I don't understand. Somebody carted the bags out. They couldn't have had 55. If it's a smaller company, they didn't have 55,000 pieces of mail gone out in a month. Right? <laughs> I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So weird news. That's what happened in Ohio. <laughs> that's funny. We're going to go to Nigeria. We're going to go all the way across oh, wow. the world. This is something that would be a little intimidating to see. <laughs> a hyena escaped from the zoo in Nigeria. Then, uh, <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Nikede Oweri West Council area at the Emo State Zoo, whatever. Um, It dug a hole under the barrier of its enclosure, okay? So this hyena digs a tunnel. Nobody notices the hyena back there going to town digging. And he then wiggles his way out of the tunnel that he has digged. Uh, Doug, and then apparently at some point, I guess rules are different in Nigeria for zoos because apparently a year ago, some vandals messed up the perimeter fence and nobody bothered to fix that. Oh, why uh, would he, you fix that? The, you know, the tigers and lions, they don't care. What could possibly go wrong? If you live near this zoo, you should move because the, the, the um, Hyena made its way out and um, eventually was captured and did not get hurt. And they didn't have to hurt it or anything like that. But yeah, loose hyena on the streets. Nobody noticed the giant tunnel that got out and then got through the broken fence. And that's why this is called Weird News. Now we're going to go from Africa over to India. And this sounds like something that could be amazing. I doubt it, though, because residents in an apartment building in India turned on their faucet, right? Imagine you go into the kitchen for a glass of water, you turn on the faucet, and what comes out of your faucet? Beer, brandy, and rum, all mixed together. <laughs> you got coming a mixed out drink coming faucet. out of the faucet. <laughs> in this apartment complex, uh, apparently the police station, the local, I don't know if it's just illegal, but they, they confiscated 6,000 liters of alcohol. Whoa. Okay. That was seized on court orders. And then what, what are you going to do with it? They buried it in a pit. What? <laughs> well, all of it seeped through the, the soil and system. went into the, the pipes, well. into the water system, <laughs> the well. And, uh, like apparently they had to shut down the school. And the parents can go to work Kids and like drunk, everything had to stop. Falling off chairs in school. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently the smell of beer, brandy, and rum together. Is it does not, not sound like a good combination, to be honest. Really? No. <laughs> but Jack Sparrow would be really happy about it. <laughs> That's funny. 
Okay, our final story. I love it. I like look at these um, news stories and some sort of video pops up and starts playing in my I head. Know, so I just, hate that. Oh, it's so frustrating. Um, so oh, spend- on that note, did you see Netflix is now going to stop showing the preview videos every time you hover over uh, a show? I I know it's I, been the, one of the most annoying things about surfing Netflix is every time you hover over a show, the preview video is starting to blast out at you. They're stopping that now. Uh, okay. Well, hey, let's go to, we're going to wrap it up. Where do we usually wrap it up, Glenn? Florida. Florida. But we're not, I'm not going to do that to your oh. state today. I think Florida is already in the news later on in your thing. So yeah. I, we're going to go to Tennessee. I okay. mean, come on. It's still in the That's South. To Florida. <laughs> and Spencer Allen, Boston was arrested on Monday and charged with disorderly conduct and simple possession when he was at court. Okay, so he had already been arrested for something and he was in his court date. Well, he just added to his charges, and I'll tell you why. Spencer Allen Boston, at the age of 20, thought this was a good idea. He just asked to approach the bench. Your Honor, I would like to approach the bench. That's somebody who's seen way too many court shows, right? He approaches the bench and he wants to discuss his sentence. That's what they thought. But instead, he decided to tell the judge his views on legalizing marijuana and goes up to the judge and he's like, basically, I think we need to legalize marijuana. It's freaking Tennessee. And then he reached into his pocket, pulled out a joint, lit it, smoked it and blew it into the face of the judge. And he was immediately taken into custody. <laughs> I well, love that. Stressful going to court. <laughs> what, what an idiot! Oh my god, that is somebody's baby. Okay, that is somebody's baby, I and know. they cannot. Every be time I see what? these stories, I think they have a mom who actually cared <laughs> at one point. At one point, she probably was back in the back. You tell him, uh, Spencer Allen. You yeah. tell him what should happen. You light up that joint. You blow it in that judge's face. And you know what? I bet they they would then make marijuana legal because you really sold yeah, it. But at least she waited till she got to the car to light hers up. <laughs> they, I love that the uh, the last sentence in this news story is sheriff's officer sheriff's office lieutenant Scott Moore said the courtroom chuckled. But it's unclear whether Boston lit up a joint or a blunt. I got to go to jury duty next week. I am not going to get a case that exciting. You watch. I, oh I'm my get one god! That's so boring. I would love to have that. That would be perfect. If you guys are having a bad day, just think of poor Spencer <laughs> Allen Boston's mama. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, Thank boy. you for that. I actually have some horse news for you coming up here. You know who Shelly Francis is? She's a Grand Prix rider in the dressage discipline. She actually, in 1996, was the alternate to the U.S. Olympic team. In 1997, she competed at the 98, or she was selected to compete at the 98 World Equestrian Games in Rome. She also, last year, competed at all the Nations Cups for the United States and around the world. So she's done pretty well, and she's called Wellington her home for a long time, and she has been one of two people to start the exodus out of Wellington to Ocala now. Remember I told you when the World Equestrian Center was being built that we're going to see people moving from a Wellington to up here because it's cheaper? Well, that's begun. Uh, she is moving her farm. She put her farm up for sale. She's the second one, Kimberly Van 
Campen, also based out of Wellington, put her farm up for sale. And they're going up here for a milder climate because it's a tiny bit. We're actually 10 degrees different in Ocala from Wellington in the summertime. So we're a little bit milder. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, there, there are a bunch of people moving out right now. She said, and I, I think they've had uh, Shelly Francis on the Dressage Show before. She really is one of those unique four-star riders that actually trains her horses from the beginning. She, she gets them started. She takes them all the way through the process. Most of them don't do that. So she puts a lot of time and energy. She's very much into nonviolent training. And she moved to Wellington 16 years ago, and she said it's just too hot in the summer, and she has too many horses with non-sweating issues. And she said she's well, been considering well. it. And now she decided she needs to do it for the benefit of the horses um, because she said, I will and not probably drink. save some money. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what you can sell a farm for in Wellington and buy up here is a lot different ballgame. So, you know, yeah. I, I was like, I want to see who this person is. So I Googled Shelly Francis. Um, do you know that there's a Shelly Francis who is a professional wrestler? Female? No, it's probably not <laughs> the same one. <laughs> Google image that. <laughs> Hey, I got news for Temple She's Grandin. She's a badass. Temple Grandin, too. Did she do her thing at Monty's yet? Have they done no, that? No, that's in June. We're going to, it's at the movement coming up. I am so excited so to go to the movement. So kind of give everybody a rundown and, of that, and then I'll tell you the Temple Grandin story. You so, can't just, I got to get the dates. You got to give me a minute. All right, I'll tell, let dates. me give the story. So she teaches at Colorado State University. I don't think I have to explain who Temple Grandin is. But they just broke ground on the Temple Grandin Equine Center this morning at the College of Agricultural Sciences at Colorado State. Uh, they're dedicating the whole building to her. They're naming it after her. It's going to house the university's undergraduate classes for equine science, equine-assisted activities and therapies programming, and animal therapy research. So uh, she said, quote, uh, horses kind of saved me. Horses were one of the few places I was not bullied. So they're doing this, and they're going to have a huge therapy program, but they're going to study it scientifically. Uh, and they're going to really use evidence-based practices, so they're going to prove that it works, uh, and which is what colleges do, right? But they're, they're developing this whole program and this whole building around that and really around Temple's te tem uh, Temple Grandin's teaching and, and, you know, theories and things. So it's, it's kind of exciting that uh, she's having this done in her honor. She's been a professor there for a long time. So congratulations to her, and it's kind of cool that, that we're seeing money being put into the science of equestrian activities and ownership and all of that. Mary Kitzmiller just recommended one of her books to me. Uh, so I just bought it yesterday off of Amazon and uh, I'm excited because it kind of gives some behavioral, like, hey, mm -hmm. I've got a horse that weaves and I'm just, I just want to know why they weave. So, and nobody seems to be able to tell me. So I bought Temple Granham's book, uh, thanks to Mary Kitzmiller. So uh, the movement 2020 is going to be June 21st through the 23rd in uh, California and Monty's farm flag is up. And one of the speakers is, I mean, like the keynote speaker, the main speaker is Temple Grandin. I mean, how amazing to come and watch her speak now. To um, her and Monty together too. I mean, yeah. yeah. Do you know who else is going to come speak right now? I'm so excited. I don't know. Dr. Madison Siemens. I'm finally going to really? meet Dr. Siemens. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. He's like, of course, he's, he's a regular, regular contributor to our show. And I was thinking. And he's also the vet that I call on Christmas when I'm having emergencies. We should have him on to talk about weaving. He always says it the way it is. He would it'd be very interesting to hear his take on that. 
No, I actually, yeah, come on. Like I didn't already ask him. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, it's kind of a unknown thing. And then he talked to somebody else about it and they said, put a mirror in the stall. And uh, so there's all sorts of before and I've heard it mixed reviews on whether it worked or not. And you usually do see it coming out of horses that have been stalled a lot and not out very much. Okay, so this 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 horse, just to tell you real quick, catch up on the the weaving thing. Um, it's a mare that came in for training uh, from the Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation, and she comes to, and she's outside most of the day. But when I brought her in, she started weaving, and I have Dutch doors, so my barn is like super open and airy. They can see the horse next to them through the bars, and they have the Dutch door on the backside that can hang their head out the front. It is like really open and really friendly. And breezy and and great. So I love my barn. So she is in the stall and she keeps her head hung out the back door of the Dutch door and weaves. Do, 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 weave, 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 weave. And it just looks exhausting. And finally, I, I think it was Stephanie, one of our listeners, was like, what does she do when you close the back door? <laughs> well, I mean, probably just the same thing. Nope, didn't weave yesterday. <laughs> Make it look more like a prison. And she was totally fine. I put her in the corner and I closed the doors and she can't see anything. And she just fell asleep. Huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's. Kind I don't of know weird. why she did it. And she still stick her head out the front, but didn't do that. Nope. She just sat there. She looked exhausted. I was like, bless your heart. You can finally come in and just relax. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but apparently taking away all the view, like maybe it was, she has had too much stimulation and it stressed her out. I don't know. But anyway, she didn't weave yesterday. I'll let you guys know how today goes. Okay, good. And I don't know that that's something you cure, you know, in one session. <laughs> no, I mean, I, but I, I, it's not that I think I'm going to cure it or stop it. I just, I want to understand it and understand why she has the anxiety and see if I can relieve the anxiety. You know, just, right. you just want to make them happier and healthier. Okay. That's what we all, that's our goal for all of them. And so I just want to, just want to help her brain, her poor brain. I'm like, oh, you poor brain. All right, very cool. Well, let's talk about that. I wanted to talk about this. I came across this, and it's kind of my crappy list for today. I came across this, and I thought it was interesting because you and I have talked about dreams over the years when we've had some pretty weird dreams. This is, let me just tell you, you're going to ask me about a dream, and this is going to get weirder. This is going to get really weird in a second. Well, Go ahead. There was an article, What Are the Most Common Nightmares That People Have? And it was actually a study show. They interviewed 2,000 Americans and compiled the list of the most common nightmares. And some people, they, they said that up to 40% of people have recurring nightmares. In other words, they same one over and over and over again. I don't have that. I mean, we've all had bad dreams, right? But um, I don't have that. I think that's something that I'm glad I don't have. God, that would, that would be a nightmare. Um, but yeah, so the, you want to hear, I can give you kind of a rundown and we could talk about which ones of these we've had of like the top 10. I mean, they listed a whole bunch of them here. But the top 10 uh, were, they have a nightmare about uh, a loved one dying. Well, yeah, that's certainly a nightmare. And I think we might have all had that. Uh, a nightmare about sex. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, waking up late. Oh uh, my God. I spent my entire twenties freaking out that I was going to miss. You had to get up at like two 30 in the morning, go to the yeah. radio station. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Missing an important event kind of wake. I mean, it kind of goes along with waking up late, right? Being attacked. I would have guessed that as being one of them. I think that's one we've all had. Uh, feeling trapped. You mean, hold on, like feeling attacked, like Being you're attacked, laying in bed. Like somebody's yeah, attacking you. Kind of like what happens when I'm laying in bed all by myself. Chad's on a trip. And um, this has happened probably 15 times. And I said, if it ever happens again, 
we're going to not play video games for like a, a year um, is I'm sleeping nice and soundly and calmly. And I feel oh, no. somebody tap, tap, tap on my forehead. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, you want to, you want to talk about scare the ever living across the room. <laughs> It was close. Like, I mean, it, it's never good to wake up your mama and she screams bloody murder, but it was like a, can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, that'd wake you up. <laughs> Excuse me. If you tap me on the forehead one more time, child, we are going to have a problem. And I think it was like 15 times before I finally, the screaming subsided. He <laughs> doesn't do it anymore. Feeling lost. You know, you're lost in the woods or you're just lost. Uh, death, well, you would think that would be a nightmare, right? Being chased and the number one is falling. 65% uh, of re- people have reported having a nightmare falling. And I have had those where you're falling off a building, you're falling for whatever reason. In my case, because I have a bridge phobia, I have had uh, falling off a bridge. Uh, so... Like, so, so when my dad lived, when he first divorced my mom, he like went all crazy and like got a high rise apartment condo in, you know, Atlanta, downtown Atlanta. And I, it was like the 35th floor or something. And I couldn't sleep there because I dreamed I was falling the entire time. I wonder if other people are fo- dreaming they're falling because they're like, and you know, a pie. Yeah. Sleeping. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting too. Cause the study went on by gender and showed the percentages by gender, like the loved one dying women are 60% uh, like more likely to have a to have that particular dream than men. So, what I, about the one that where you're being attacked? It was even fifty fifty. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too because I thought it would be more women that way, but then men fight in wars too. So who knows? You know. So, uh, you know that probably I don't know how much of that accounts for the other couple interesting ones was <laughs> uh, were bugs crawling on you. I think oh! Oh, we've all had that one. Inability uh-huh. to find your car. <laughs> I have had that one for real. I, I don't think mean a nightmare. It took us an hour to find our car after the one cruise. Um, fire, <laughs> burning down your house, ghosts, aliens, or paranormal entities. By the way, that one was 50-50. All of these rank as just normal, everyday anxiety yeah. for me. Like, I don't need to dream these. I I leave the house and I'm like, oh my God, my house is going to burn down. Did I turn to the oven? Whatever. There were a couple that went really morbid that you're killing someone. Oh God. I don't know what that says. Um, uh, Taking or feeling unprepared for an exam. Thank God I haven't had that one for a long time. Uh, I I I do that every night before the show. (laughs) (laughs) Completely unprepared. (laughs) What? Uh, and then uh, teeth falling out. And for some yeah. reason, women are more likely to have that than men. I don't know what that means, but I've heard about that one. Yeah, and then techno- uh, technology malfunction. Men have that a lot more than women. It's like 65%. Uh, Glenn, would you lose your mind if Netflix quit working? I mean, seriously, what would you do? Well, no, I have the technology <laughs> malfunction because it happens all the freaking time on this show. So. <laughs> See, it's real life anxiety <laughs> It happened on Monday. <laughs> it's like, yes, I have that one. Uh, I was trying to think of, of ones I have that are recurring. I've had some certainly weird dreams. We've all had weird dreams, but I don't have recurring ones. I've had the falling well, one. I can say I've had the being chased one, um, feeling lost. Losing my car was real. It wasn't a dream. Um, and now I've marked on my Google map where I parked the car. So I don't lose really, my car yeah. anymore. Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so... Uh, 
the, the thing about it, people telling you their dream, they're like, oh my God, I got to tell you the dream that I had last night. And it always ends up the exact same. And then I woke up. Right. right so it's right. like other people telling you their dreams is kind of boring. However, I'm going to tell you what I dreamed last night because it's just got weird because we did not plan to talk about the movement. Right. And we did not plan to talk no. about the weaving and did you didn't not know plan I was bringing Temple Grandin up. Nope, uh, we did not know that you would be talking to me. You should ask Dr. Siemens about the weaving. And I'm like, I already did, which is why I had a dream about Dr. Siemens last night. <laughs> and it was a nightmare because, okay, this is this is really sad. I I'm really need to get listen. out of this house. Was Thank he chasing? God. Well, let me go through him. Uh, was, did he push you off of something high? No, no, no. It's really stupid. Oh. So, I mean, it all ends the thing. I, and then I woke up. Uh, no, so um, Madison Siemens, Dr. Madison, Dr. Siemens, who's like, you know, the expert vet that comes on our show all the time. He's very nice, very funny. I dreamed he was coming for a visit and I didn't have anywhere for him to stay <laughs> in my tiny house. <laughs> and that was my whole dream was like, oh, my God, Dr. Siemens is coming to visit me, but I don't have anywhere to put him. Am I going to have him like sleep on the floor? Like, I mean, I, he came and I was like, this is where you're going to stay. And I was so embarrassed. Did, that you, I what, did he end up in a stall? No, and then I woke up, Glenn. <laughs> All that's the same. Beside the <laughs> swaying horse. <laughs> how weird we didn't plan to talk about any of that. And you're like, bring that up. And now I look like a freaking psycho stalker. Thanks. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and you know what's worse is when you have a dream, it's so vivid. And it's involving one other person. And it's so vivid. And something bizarre happens. And you can't recognize the person. And you're trying so hard to see their face. And you know or you see somebody you know. and you're like, oh my God, I dreamed about that guy. All right, we, let's wrap this up. All I right. got to look at carpet swatches. I got happy news for you. So okay. I have a happy story to end the day. And my happy story involves a 75-year-old named Linda Herring from Johnson County, Iowa. She was just honored for being the foster parent of more than 600 children over five wow. decades. She first began fostering kids. She was running a home daycare and working at, as a night custodian at a local high school. And she also volunteered as a first responder for 50 years. She's done all this and had 600 foster kids. I love this. She said that she mostly fostered young children and children with special medical needs and kept bins of clothes in her garage, apparently stacked to the ceiling, labeled by size and gender. So every kid had clothes to wear. And she most, uh, did mostly young children. But what she also did is she took a, had a professional photo taken of these children, had it blown up, every child that came into her house, and put it on the wall so it would, for them, they would see their own picture on the wall and they would associate them then being home. So, I mean, just apparently she did little things like that with all the kids to make them feel like they were at home. So they are earning her. She's retiring from fostering children now at the age of 75 and apparently medical reasons. But, uh, yeah, so I give her my happy story today. That's a happy story. That's a lot of commitment right there. Yeah. Um, Mary Kitzmiller and Jennifer, Coach Jen, are tomorrow's show. And then Friday, we have some really bad ads, and we have some great new prizes to announce for next week, or for this month for the prizes, and we're going to go over those on Friday, too. The auditor's got a special sneak peek of that. It's $600 worth of prizes this month. So get your ads in to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. And coming up, if you're hanging around as an auditor for the post show, we're going to talk about $500 salt licks designed for people coming up spay neuter geld
Okay, my bizarre story of the day. <clears throat> New diet fad has people buying $500 salt licks designed for horses. Are you familiar with the Goop site, the Gwyneth Paltrow site that has all the bizarre, bizarre stuff? Uh, no. Okay, so this is dubbed the nay diet. You just say, you're going to love this part. You just say nay to meat and processed foods. The eating regime promotes plant-based dishes, frequent grazing in lieu of proper meals, and free choice salt and mineral block that you can buy for $500 from the health food store. And by the way, it looks exactly like a Redmond equine block with the rope in the middle and everything. Do you have a link to the store? Yes, it's at the top. It's at the very top of the show notes, uh, above the sponsors. So in a post on her Goop site, Paltrow encourages her followers to embrace the health properties of oats and alfalfa and smaller, more frequent meals. She also uh, promotes consuming salt and minerals throughout the day in much the same way that a horse does. Adherents swear to the new diet has left them feeling energized and melted fat away. Don't they all say that about every diet, though? Um, Now, they said... I like one of the quotes in here. When I first brought brought the salt lick to work, some of my coworkers gave me the side eye. I don't blame them. It felt awkward pausing in the middle of a meeting to lick minerals from a salt brick. If you have somebody I cannot doing that, <laughs> this cannot be true. It is true. It's real. Where it's do I find it thing. on the Goop site? Uh, let's see. So after three months on the diet, uh, people are claiming they lose a lot of weight. Yeah, you're eating grain and alfalfa. You're going to lose weight, whether you're, you're licking the salt block or not. And by the way, you do not have to buy the $500 salt lick, Brock. You can go to Redmond Equine and get one for nineteen ninety five. It's the same salt. It literally is rock on a rope in the picture. That it is. It's, I, the, I, it's the Redmond Equine rock on a rope, which if they're smart, they're selling for $500 at the health food stores. Uh, and then here we have, you can go get one at the, you know, local tax shop, but yeah, there you go. Um, the diet is not without risks. However, there have been some reported side effects, including hypertension. No, you're going to love this. Including a phobia of plastic bags and open umbrellas and a strong craving for carrots. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to look at this. I'm pretty sure this is BS. (laughs) New diet fad. Horse Network. Yeah. Okay. This is not real. <laughs> I wanted to see how long I could keep it. Like Gwyneth Paltrow would not say, um, obviously, you don't want to have alfalfa because that definitely will add the weight, Glenn. Obviously, it's a legume. Okay. Got, I, how long did I have you going? Were you convinced for a couple of minutes? The whole time I just was like looking because there's a picture of a girl at a desk with a freaking rock on a rope. Rock on a rope. <laughs> it does like, Poor like something she, she gets would so do. picked on. She gets so picked on. Okay. For... She had a jade egg you stuck up in your woohoo to make it feel better. Is that a real thing? Yes, that was a real thing. Does it work? <laughs> <laughs> How much is it? Oh, wait. 12 reasons to start a jade egg See? practice. That is not a lie. That one was true. Oh, please open up. Okay. Can't be thing. No children should be listening to this next section. (laughs) Or nor should we even be talking about it. But yeah, I love this article. I give give Horse Network credit. It was a very funny article. It was well done. Shopping with a pelvic floor care But you know the salt brick things that you cook on are a big thing. I mean, that's real, right? Charge a fortune for them. Have you ever cooked on a salt brick thing? 
No. No. That, you know, I'm still trying to find jade eggs. <laughs> <laughs> she makes so much money off that goop site. We need something like that. I mean, I'm looking at this whole thing here. I, I think because it explores women things and, and uh, diets and stuff as well. Oh, my gosh. And the sexual health and wellness section, there's some really racy things. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, there are. Not that I've looked at them, but there are. Ooh. Do you uh, want me to read you some of these uh, headlines? I need to turn... <laughs> <laughs> I need to turn off the video uh, or the sound in case a video pops up. Uh, right? Yeah. No, uh, Jade, I'm just going to Google it because I need to know what health.com. According to health.com, the title is, don't put a jade egg in your vagina, says gynecologist. <laughs> See? Because it became a thing. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it says that her lifestyle website, Goop, wanted you to stick a $66 rock up your hoo-ha. <laughs> basically That's basically it. There are other bizarre what? things here. There are She's really not the only things. one. This is like a thing that's been... Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> it awakens your sexual chakras. I'm feeling I, uncomfortable. I, I will have to ask my what a chakra is. I have no idea. Um, I, it's an energy point. I get that, but like, how does sticking some? No, we need to change the subject. I can't. I'm getting uncomfortable talking about this and looking at these images. I'm looking at what <laughs> we can sell. I mean, we gotta, we gotta take, you know, look at her shop and decide. Okay, we can sell some of that. Please, Chad, do not look at my browser history. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I'm, I'm, oh on, I'm on good God. shopping thing, and I'm on dresses. And their dresses start at five hundred and sixty dollars and go up from there. They're just she's with a like freaking Paltrow, man. Oh, there's a health, There's a Bellini dress, which ju- I don't know. It's kind of ugly. Uh, Thirteen ninety five, like one thousand three hundred ninety five. Do you think people actually buy this stuff? I mean, most of our listeners. It's so funny. We had a conversation about the about the cruise, and ninety five percent of everybody on the cruise, all the horsewomen, bought their clothes at Goodwill for the cruise. There are some drastic discounts in the sales section, Glenn. You oh, can really? find some evil white leather pumps regularly. Well, for sale they're two hundred and sixteen dollars, but they're regularly seven twenty. So it is a deal. Hold on, just a, a crop top type T shirt. Oh, six fifty normally on sale for one ninety five. Who the hell spends six hundred fifty dollars on a freaking shirt? I'm, I gotta go. I can't take this anymore. I, wait this a minute. I just went to the vitamins and supplements section because I thought that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gwyneth. I love you. By the way, I love you, Gwyneth. I'm a little perplexed by all of this, but the titles are great. Balls in the air. This is, now I'm in the section on uh, on vitamins and supplements. One of them's called Balls in the Air. One of them's called the Mother Load. Uh, the Madam Ovary. The <laughs> Why Am I So Effing Tired? That's the name of a supplement. High School Jeans. Um, <laughs> yoga in a cup. God, if I could what? do yoga without just by drinking something, that'd be great. Um, yeah, this goes on and on. The titles are great. Huh? Mushroom hot cocoa mix with relishy. I don't want mushroom cocoa. That doesn't even sound good. Oh my god, that's disgusting. 
All right, go pick There's out go pick out carpet. Travel section, <laughs> wellness section. I bet you the auditors are really happy now. I want to know from the auditors. Do a post in the auditors' room. Has anybody bought anything ever off the Goop site? Now keep it clean. No, we, no, we we're horse we people. We don't buy crap like this. I bet you there's one auditor that has bought something off the Goop site. I bet you there is. I really want the Goop Glow. She's really pretty. It makes her face look really nice. Let's see how much that is. Okay, it's like vitamin C, hyaluronic acid. Oh um, Wait a minute. Let me t- let me look at this. The essential bathroom footrest, as un- as understated bent woman or bent wood antidote to the efficient washroom designs currently plaguing the planet. This is a a little wooden bench you put so your feet are raised while you're on the toilet. It's a rounded okay. wooden bench that you put your feet on while you're on the toilet. You get guess it how much helps this you is. poop, right? Isn't yes. that the unicorn commercial? That's yeah. right. How much is it? It's $295 and it's sold out. I can get you a cinder block for less. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, sing us out. What do you got for that today? Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's see. Um, Jade eggs. Let me pick something. Jade eggs. Go with Jade eggs. No. no. I, I got to get some. I, there's no song about Jade eggs. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like there should be? Maybe we should write it and sell it to Gwyneth. <laughs> we can get Carrie Underwood to sing it. Okay, so being that... By the way, she's the last person you'd picture singing a Jade Egg song. Pink would sing it. I feel like, you know, if you think about it, um, Gwyneth Paltrow used to be married to Chris Martin, and Chris Martin is a lead singer of Coldplay, and that's Chad and my favorite band ever. Um, so I figured that maybe I could sing some Coldplay. <laughs> sounds good to me. But here we go. I mean, actually, nothing sounds good that you sing, but go ahead. So, so just so you know, Chad and I got married. We danced. Our like wedding dance was to Coldplay's "Fix You." Okay. That's when perfect for what we were just been talking about. Oh, this involves fixing people. <laughs> when you get what you want, but not what you need. When you feel so tired, but you can't sleep. Stuck in the... Why am I doing operatic cold yeah, play? Why are you so high? <laughs> Lights will guide you home. Bye, everybody. And-